You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, and online at TownsendHonda.com. Andrew Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at myfancard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart Online. Welcome back again this week, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into my podcast. A chance for me to look ahead a little bit to Alabama's game this weekend against Mississippi State and uh, also visit with a uh, good friend and Matt Wyatt from the Mississippi State Radio Network, former Bulldog quarterback. He'll be joining me in just a moment. A quick word, though, first on last week as Bama fell at Texas A&M to the Aggies. Perfect storm. It's the formula that I think is very similar to what's happened in some other Alabama losses over the last decade plus. The other side plays a great ball game. Alabama plays below their standard. And I know that sounds like an, an oversimplification, but it's true because Alabama's best has been good enough to beat everybody else they've played since Nick Saban came in and, and really in year two was able to turn the corner the Georgia game and the blackout uh, there in Athens in 2008, set a standard. Alabama, the favored team, I think, in every football game since that time, according to Vegas, and have been the better team in maybe all but less than a handful of exceptions. And if they don't help the other side, Alabama wins. Alabama helped the other side to a degree with some drop passes. The turnovers, certainly in the first half, helped dig a hole. But mistakes late, and none of that should in any way take away from what Texas A&M did, which is play nearly flawless football. They were great at the quarterback spot, 10 straight completions before the interception, which was actually a pick, um, but overcame that. The toughness, the guts, the grit that their quarterback showed getting up off the deck literally to lead them in that comeback in the final minutes of the game. It was not only a rare loss, but the manner in which it occurred, extremely rare for Alabama to fight back, to take the lead, to lose the lead, to have a chance to then win it in a tie game with less than three minutes to go, but give the ball back on a three and out only to see the opposition drive right down the field and kick the field goal on the last play of the game. just doesn't happen and or to Alabama, but it did. And now how do they respond? And how do they do so against a team in Mississippi State that just beat A&M a couple of weeks ago? Very, very interesting to see how this plays out. Nobody better to talk about the Bulldogs and the matchup itself than Matt Wyatt. Again, a longtime friend, former quarterback in the state of Alabama at Prattville High School, was the QB in Starkville for a number of years. A great job there. Has built a great media career in his own right, um, working in, in radio and now 
expanding it to to internet work uh, in the state of Mississippi as well. But a, a dear friend, a great person, and a great guy to talk about this matchup, Matt Wyatt, joined me to uh, discuss the Tide and the Dogs. Man, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm ready. You know, it's one of those where we've been. You know, previewing this game hot and heavy for what going on five days now, and boy, you're just ready to see the ball game. <laughs> I'm ready to see it happen. Yeah, and Matt, tell me how much differently in your state is Alabama perceived today after losing in College Station on Saturday? Well, yeah, Chris, it's different. I mean, it definitely is, and and perception is the right word to go with there, um, because I mean, you know, the reality is. Alabama had a lead in the fourth quarter and was fixing to win that game and and Frank and didn't make a couple plays. A&M made a couple. It was pretty close, you know. Um, that's the reality. Uh, also, the reality is Alabama's roster in terms of talent, four and five stars, is on one side of the Grand Canyon and we're over here on the other. Okay, that's the reality. But perception, yeah, because what it is is like you think that a program is invincible and then you see that they're not. Okay. And then it's juxtaposed right up against Chris, the fact that the week before that state went into that same building against that same team and beat them. Right. So you get these, you get this week to week contrast and people think, you know what? Hey, they're, they're beatable. They just lost. Right. So yeah, I mean, the perception is a little different. Um, but, it's not – I think for for State's fan base, it's not quite like some of the other fan bases in that some of the others have recently beaten Alabama. <laughs> you know, you look at Ole Miss, for instance. They, they beat them a couple times in 14 and 15. You know, you look at um, <clears throat> Auburn. They've had a few times they beat them. Well, State hasn't. State has not beaten Alabama since 2007, which happened to be, frankly – uh, the last time that Alabama lost back-to-back regular season games it was all the way back in 07. And so you do – there's a little bit of hope there, but you also – they call my radio show and say it. We had a guy call in and say it yesterday. He said, I'll be there screaming and yelling, ringing a cowbell. He said, but I don't really believe we can beat Alabama until I see it. You know, so frankly, that's how some of these people feel. <clears throat> it's understandable they would, but I'm going to – I'm going to guess – that most people listening in our on our show today are very very similar to me in that they know Mississippi State beat A and M, but they don't know how. So now that becomes relative. So how did you beat A and M? Well, yeah, and that that's the key thing. Okay, and this is Chris when you really start diving into the tape. This is the thing that I think. Alabama's going to come in there with a great deal of respect for Mississippi State. Is why I'm about the way I'm about to answer your question. Okay. Is State won the State won the line of scrimmage against them? Right. Okay, listen, it's you know it's an air raid deal, and that gives you a certain connotation in your head. The offense is sort of a ball control passing offense, is what it is. Okay, and so no, they don't run it a lot, but there's a lot of extended handoff stuff. And so look at it this way. On the offensive side, I think A&M had maybe two sacks in the ball game. One of those was the last play of the half when Will was thinking about throwing a Hail Mary. 
I mean, the guy basically didn't get his unit. The quarterback didn't get his uniform dirty, except he, he scrambled one time and slid for a first down. You know, it's like the only time he got a grass stain on his uniform all night. A&M couldn't get to him. Uh, State's offensive line has gotten better and better and better. State has a left tackle who is a projected first-round pick in Charles Cross. He's the only five-star on your whole football team, okay? But he's playing really well. And so you won the line of scrimmage on one side against A&M. And then on the other side, A&M <clears throat> did run the ball for some yards, but they couldn't string it together. State might give up a play on a defensive front, but then two plays later they um, crushed the line of scrimmage and go get a sack. You know, I think they sacked Calzada like four or five times in a game, pressured him all night. And when you looked up at the end of the game, State's defense gave up less than 300 yards of offense to A&M. So, physically, State's first 11 on both sides of the ball are playing really well, really tough. They don't have the depth of an Alabama or an A&M. But I think that's the reason that Alabama will have respect for State is that it wasn't a gimmick the way they won the ball game. You just said physically they're top 11 on both sides of the ball. To me, when you think of Mississippi State from an Alabama perspective, you always think about State's physicality. I know you throw it a lot, but can they still line up and whip you and beat you to death? Because that has been the trademark to me of this rivalry over the years. Yeah, it has. You know, Chris, um, that's the perfect observation because that has been the, the deal over the years. And when State has played with Alabama, and then historically – go back way back and beat them a few times It's because physically they've been able to, you know, go toe to toe with Alabama state has never, and, and won't in the foreseeable have a second and third string like Alabama will get off the bus, but you can only put 11 on the field at a time. Right. Yep. And so that's the key. <laughs> that's the key. And so, yeah. Um, defensively you'll see uh, a pressure aggressive look, a very risky approach. It's not quite like Joe Lee Dunn was back in the day, but it ain't <laughs> far from it. The yeah. way that Zach Arnett plays defense. Uh, listen, it's uh, since he got there, their approach is we're going to play the run, and we're going to play the run on the way to quarterback, which means our corners live on an island, which, by the way, State has two really good corners who are going to play a lot of NFL football if they're healthy. And they put them on an island. They say, we're coming after you. And everybody knows it. And right now, State's defense is one of three in the league that are giving up less than 100 yards rushing a game. Um, and they will give that quarterback opportunities to throw against pressure, against man-to-man. And if you hit it, they'll shake your hand and congratulate you after the game. Give me a prime example. Last year, with 47 guys on the bus, State went to Georgia. In Athens, they held Georgia to eight yards rushing in the game. But JT Daniels, in spite of getting hit all night long, completed about five long throws, threw for 400 yards, and Georgia won the game 27-21. And frankly, that's the way they're going to play on defense. They're coming after you. Matt Wyatt, our guest, of course, color analyst on the Mississippi State Radio Network. You can also hear him in Jackson on weekdays noon to three on ESPN, The Zone, and you find him online at mattwyattmedia.com. 
tell me what you see as a as a former quarterback, as a guy who still studies that position so much. What are your thoughts on Bryce Young midway through year one as the starter in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, really impressed. You know, he's obviously so talented and so smooth. Um, what I see is a couple things here. I'll knock off a bullet list for you, Chris. All right, so he has this accuracy aspect that you're either born with it or you're not sort of thing. You know, just innate accuracy. You know, he puts the ball on the money. And he's a freshman. I know not every throw is perfect, but he has that. He has a Tua sort of natural accuracy and anticipation of throws. You don't see him getting the ball out late very much, okay? So he has that. But he's really elusive, too, when he has to be. That's the thing to me. He's, he's cool, calm, and the kind of athlete that he can make that work for him. I mean, he's very fast. And when he has to move and get off the spot, he can still throw the ball accurately. You see a lot of quarterbacks, that they're good if they're in the pocket and their feet are right. But even like Calzada for A&M, if you, get his, if you can get his feet out of position, he'll, he'll sail a throw or two. Well, um, Bryce Young is accurate regardless. He's almost like a combination to me of, like if you were to combine a Jalen Hurts and a Tua, that's kind of he's got like the feet of Hurts and the arm of Tua. It, he's just really got a tremendous future ahead of him. And listen, they haven't protected him that well. That's the thing for me is, you know, if that front starts playing better, he's going to light everybody up. I can just see it. It's just like you watch him against A and M. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't protect him that well. He's having to move around. He's getting stacked on third down because, you know, protection getting confused. And he still goes and gets him the lead in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I honestly couldn't be more impressed with him as a first-year starter. Mike does a phenomenal job for J.D. and I each day putting together some notes, and occasionally our stupid selves will get around to reading them. But one that he's got <laughs> for me today – Bulldogs are just seven points from being 5-0. and The two-point loss at Memphis, goofy, stupid game, shouldn't have gone, should have gone their way. Uh, three points short against LSU. You wonder now how you, how you lose to LSU. We know how. They're talented, but they, they'll fall apart uh, with the change of wind direction as well. It seems to me that historically, those two games are indicative of what Mike Leach teams can be at their worst but dadgum but I'm scared to death because what Mike Leach teams can be at their best is what's coming up on Saturday in in Starkville why is he so good in the big games when his teams are underdogs <clears throat> that is a great question because it really is true I mean like we came into the year going hey look Mike Leach teams a lot of times they'll They'll lose to somebody they're not supposed to, but then they'll turn around and beat somebody they're not supposed to, right? I mean, and you look at this year, Chris. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of expounding on your lead-in before entering. I realize that, but <clears throat> State pretty much dominated NC State, who turns around and beats Clemson, you know? And, and that game, you look at the final score of that game, NC State was really never even in it. State just whipped them, you know? And then State goes to A&M uh, – and 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 uh, wins that ball game and and had more than one chance in the fourth quarter to just put it away, frankly. But and then you got losses in between to Memphis and LSU. In both games, State had 
times where they just controlled it. And then you look at them and go, well, how did they lose this game? You know, how in the world do you? So we've seen it happen, right. And you're asking me, like, how and why. I, I don't know if I have a definitive answer, but I have one thing I keep thinking about. And it's what I see on film when you watch how defenses play this offense, Chris. Teams are treating his offense kind of like a one-off. Like it's the one time this year we're going to play defense this particular way, and it has everything to do with their scheme on offense. You know, uh, a an example of that, but a, a very different example would be like when teams used to play Georgia Tech under Coach Johnson, uh, 2010, 11, 12, when they were running that triple option and the only team in the country to do it, right? And yeah. if you were playing them, it was the one week out of the year you had to practice differently on defense. It was the one week out of the year where you had to play a different defensive scheme than you would against everybody else. And that's what we're seeing teams do. Um, LSU is a four-down defense. That's what they are. That's what they've been against everybody. But against State, they pretty much ran a three-man front most of the game except a few snaps in the red zone. Same thing for A&M. A&M is primarily a four-man front with different personnel. But against State, they rush three all night. It's like these teams are going, we have no choice but to devote eight players to coverage most of the time. Um, so I think that's what it is. I think there are times when you take a really talented group of players, highly recruited at A&M and who knows where else, you know, LSU last year, and when they have to face this offense, <clears throat> they're practicing and doing stuff that it's the one time a year they're going to do it. And they can't pull it off. And so I think that's why sometimes that happens. <clears throat> Matt, last couple of minutes we've, we've got with you. We, we talked Bryce Young, and you actually talked a little bit about Will Rogers, but uh, yeah. he is, he's a quarterback who I think fits from the outside looking in, kind of fits the personality of what Mike Leach wants at that spot. Tell me about him and what Alabama fans are going to see from the state QB on Saturday. Well, his development has been so fun to watch, especially as a former quarterback. And, you know, as a guy who, myself, has a great appreciation for anybody that can complete more than 50% of his passes. <laughs> yeah. To watch, a guy, to watch a guy complete 75 and 80% every week is a lot of fun. Um, I put it this way, you know, he's 6'2", 205, 210, son of a coach. They ran the air in high school. Will is the kind of guy who he's not going to throw the ball farther than everybody. He's not going to throw it harder than everybody. He's not going to outrun anybody. But you don't want to play him in ping pong because he'll beat you. You don't want to play him in checkers because he'll beat you. Uh, you know, you don't want to debate him because he's smarter than you. That's the kind of guy he is, and he's just young, right? And it's starting to bloom a little bit for him in his offense. Um. And he's really he's 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 got a little bit of that 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 Bryce has in that he's just accurate with the ball. Now the only thing is when he gets moved off the spot, I guarantee you Alabama's coaches are saying that hey we may rush three, but if you can force him to move, you get him moved off the spot, his accuracy rate goes down a little bit. But if he's in that pocket, he's really accurate with the ball, and he's just building up his experience. And he's a tough kid too. Team loves him. If they get him hurt, they're in trouble. But as long as he's healthy, he'll give them a chance. 
Thanks so much to Matt Wyatt for joining me on the podcast this week. Again, you'll hear Matt on the Mississippi State Radio Network broadcast. You'll hear me on the Crimson Tide Sports Network, of course, along with Eli Gold, John Parker Wilson, Rashad Johnson, and a cast of thousands, or so it seems at times. But I hope you'll join us. Pre-game coverage starts at 3. We'll kick things off at 6. Real quick, the rest of the SEC slate, Auburn at Arkansas on Saturday morning. That's a CBS game, a rare 11 a.m. kick on ESPN. Florida at LSU goes at 11 on ESPN. You've got the SEC Network game of Texas A&M at Mizzou, also an 11 o'clock start. And then CBS takes Georgia hosting Kentucky Everybody talking about that one, and can the Cats actually get the dogs in Athens? Start time, 2.30 Central. Again, CBS televising it. SEC Network will have Vandy at South Carolina. Ole Miss, Tennessee, the late game, really interesting. A 6.30 kick, SEC Network, as Lane Kiffin goes back to Rocky Top. Should be interesting, but none more so than our game, Alabama-Mississippi State. The dogs, 3-2, and 1-1 one and one in the league. Bama, 2-1 and one in the conference with a 5-1 and one overall record. Again, ESPN at 6. Crimson Tide Sports Network coverage starts at 3 o'clock. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks to my great partners who uh, make this podcast possible. Look forward to talking to you next week. Roll Tide, everybody. You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by... Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, and online at townsendhonda.com. Andrew Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at myfancard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart Online.